Homily 8, Part 1 of Homilies on Ephesians by St. John Chrysostom. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Homily 8, Part 1, Chapter 4, Verses 1 and 2. I, therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beseech you to walk worthily of the calling wherewith ye were called with all lowliness and meekness it is the virtue of teachers to aim not at praise nor at esteem from those under their authority but at their salvation and to do everything with this object since the man who should make the other end his aim would not be a teacher but a tyrant surely it is not for this that god set thee over them that thou shouldest enjoy greater court and service but that thine own interest should be disregarded and every one of theirs built up this is a teacher's duty such an one was the blessed paul a man who was free from all manner of vanity and was contented to be one of the many nay more to be the very least even of them hence he even calls himself their servant and so generally speaks in a tone of supplication observe him then even now writing nothing dictatorial nor imperious but all chastened and subdued i therefore saith he the prisoner in the lord beseech you to walk worthily of the calling wherewith ye were called what is it tell me thou art beseeching is it that thou mayest gain any end for thyself no saith he in no wise it is that i may save others and yet surely they who beseech do so for things which are of importance to themselves true and this saith he is of importance to myself according to what he says also elsewhere in his writings now we live if ye stand fast in the lord for he ever earnestly desired the salvation of those whom he was instructing i the prisoner in the lord great and mighty dignity greater than that of king or of consul or of any other hence it is the very title he uses in writing to philemon as paul the aged and now a prisoner also of jesus christ for nothing is so glorious as a bond for christ's sake as the chains that were bound around those holy hands more glorious is it to be a prisoner for christ's sake than to be an apostle than to be a teacher than to be an evangelist is there any that loveth christ he will understand what i am saying is any transported and fired with devotion for the lord he knows the power of these bonds such an one would rather choose to be a prisoner for christ's sake than to have the heavens for his dwelling more glorious than any gold were the hands he was showing to them yea than any royal diadem yes no jewelled tiara bound around the head invested with such glory as an iron chain for christ's sake then was the prison more glorious than palaces yea than heaven itself why say i than palaces because it contained a prisoner of christ is there any that loveth christ he knows the dignity of this title he knows what a virtue is this he knows how great a boon he bestowed upon mankind even this to be bound for his sake 
more glorious this perhaps to be bound for his sake than to sit at his right hand more august this than to sit upon the twelve thrones and why speak i of human glories i am ashamed to compare earthly riches and golden attire to these bonds but forbearing to speak of those great and heavenly glories even were the thing attended with no reward at all this alone were a great reward this an ample recompense to suffer these hardships for the sake of the beloved they that love even though it be not god but man they know what i am saying since they are more delighted to suffer for than to be honoured by those they love but to fully understand these things belongs to the holy company the apostles i mean and them alone for hearken to what the blessed luke saith that they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonour for the name to all others indeed it seems to be foolishness that to suffer dishonour is to be counted worthy that to suffer dishonour is to rejoice but to them that understand the love of christ this is esteemed of all things the most blessed were any to offer me my choice the whole heaven or that chain that chain i would prefer were any to ask whether he should place me on high with the angels or with paul in his bonds the prison i would choose were any about to change me into one of those powers that are in heaven that are round about the throne or into such a prisoner as this such a prisoner i would choose to be nothing is more blessed than that chain would that i could be at this moment at that very spot for the bonds are said to be still in existence to behold and admire those men their love of christ would that i could behold the chains at which the devils fear and tremble but which angels reverence nothing is more noble than to suffer any evil for christ's sake i count not paul so happy because he was caught up into paradise as because he was cast into the dungeon i count him not so happy because he heard unspeakable words as because he endured those bonds i count him not so happy because he was caught up into the third heaven as i count him happy for those bonds sake for that these are greater than those hear how even he himself knew this for he saith not i who heard unspeakable words beseech you but what i the prisoner in the lord beseech you nor yet are we to wonder though he inscribes not this in all his epistles for he was not always in prison but only at certain times i deem it more desirable to suffer evil for christ's sake than to receive honour at christ's hands this is a transcendent honour this is glory that surpasses all things if he himself who became a servant for my sake and emptied his glory yet thought not himself so truly in glory as when he was crucified for my sake what ought not i to endure 
for hear his own words father glorify thou me what is this thou art saying thou art being led to the cross with thieves and plunderers of graves thou endurest the death of the accursed thou art about to be spit upon and buffeted and callest thou this glory yes he saith for i suffer these things for my beloved ones and i count them altogether glory if he who loved the miserable and wretched calleth this glory not to be on his father's throne nor in his father's glory but in dishonour if this was his glory and if this he set before the other much more ought i to regard these things as glory oh those blessed bonds oh those blessed hands which that chain adorned not so worthy were paul's hands when they were lifted up and raised the lame man at lystra as when they were bound around with those chains had i been living in those times how eagerly would i have embraced them and put them to the very apple of mine eyes never would i have ceased kissing those hands which were counted worthy to be bound for my lord marvellous thou at paul when the viper fastened on his hand and did him no hurt marvel not it reverenced his chain yea and the whole sea reverenced it for then too was he bound when he was saved from shipwreck were any one to grant me power to raise the dead at this moment i would not choose that power but this chain were i free from the cares of the church had i my body strong and vigorous i would not shrink from undergoing so long a journey only for the sake of beholding those chains for the sake of seeing the prison where he was bound the traces indeed of his miracles are numerous in all parts of the world yet are they not so dear as those of his scars nor in the scriptures does he so delight me when he is working miracles as when he is suffering evil being scourged dragged about insomuch that from his body were carried away handkerchiefs or aprons marvellous truly marvellous are these things and yet not so marvellous as those when they had laid many stripes upon him they cast him into prison and again being in bonds they were singing hymns unto god and again they stoned him and dragged him out of the city supposing that he was dead would ye know how mighty a thing is an iron chain for christ's sake bound about his servant's body hearken to what christ himself saith blessed are ye why when ye shall raise the dead no but why when ye shall heal the blind not at all but why then when men shall reproach you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake now if to be evil spoken of renders men thus blessed to be evil entreated what may not that achieve hearken to what this blessed one himself saith elsewhere henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness and yet more glorious than this crown is the chain 
of this saith he the lord will count me worthy and i am in no wise inquisitive about those things enough it is for me for every recompense to suffer evil for christ's sake let him but grant me to say that i fill up that which is lacking of the afflictions of christ and i ask nothing further peter also was counted worthy of this chain for he we read was bound and delivered to soldiers and was sleeping yet he rejoiced and was not diverted from his right mind and he fell into a deep sleep which could not have been had he been in any great anxiety however he was sleeping being between two soldiers and an angel came unto him and smote him on the side and raised him up now then were any one to say to me which wouldst thou wouldst thou be the angel that struck peter or peter that was delivered i would rather choose to be peter for whose sake even the angel came yea i would that i might enjoy those chains and how is it say ye that as being released from great evils he prays marvel not he prays because he is afraid lest he should die and of dying he is afraid because he would fain have his life to be still a subject for further sufferings for hearken to what the blessed paul himself also saith to depart and to be with christ is very far better yet to abide in the flesh is more needful for your sake this he calls even a favour where he writes and says to you it hath been granted as a favour in the behalf of christ not only to believe on him but also to suffer in his behalf so that this latter is greater than the other for he gave it of his free grace verily a favour it is exceeding great yea greater than any one of those greater than to make the sun and the moon stand still than to move the world greater this than to have power over devils or to cast out devils the devils grieve not so much as being cast out by the faith which we exert as when they behold us suffering any evil and imprisoned for christ's sake for this increases our boldness not for this is it a noble thing to be in bonds for christ's sake that it procures for us a kingdom it is that it is done for christ's sake not for this do i bless those bonds for that they conduct on to heaven it is because they are worn for the sake of the lord of heaven how great a boast to know that he was bound for christ's sake how great a happiness how high an honour how illustrious a distinction fain would i ever be dwelling on these subjects fain would i cling to this chain fain would i though in reality i have not the power yet still in idea bind this chain round my soul by a temper like his the foundations of the prison-house we read were shaken where paul was bound and every one's bands were loosed beholdest thou then in bonds a nature that can dissolve bonds themselves for as the lord's death put death itself to death so also did paul's bonds loose the men in bonds 
shake the house of bondage, open the doors. Yet is not this the natural effect of bonds, but the very reverse. It is to keep him that is bound in safety, not to open for him the prison walls. No, of bonds, then, in general, this is not the nature, but of those bonds which are for Christ's sake it is. The jailer fell down before Paul and Silas. And yet neither is this again the effect of chains in general, to lay the binders at the feet of the bound. No, but, on the contrary, to put these last under the hands of the former. Whereas here... The man who was free was under the feet of the man who had been bound. The binder was beseeching him whom he had bound to release him from his fear. Tell me, was it not thou that didst bind him? Didst thou not cast him into the inner prison? Didst thou not make his feet fast in the stocks? Why tremblest thou? Why art thou troubled? Why weepest thou? why hast thou drawn thy sword never bound i saith he aught like this i knew not that the prisoners of christ had power so mighty as this what sayest thou they received power to open heaven and should they not be able to open a prison they loosed them that were bound by evil spirits and was a piece of iron likely to conquer them thou knowest not the men and therefore also wert thou pardoned that prisoner is paul whom the angels reverence he is paul whose very handkerchiefs and napkins cast out devils and chase diseases to flight and sure the bond which is of the devil is adamantine and far more indissoluble than iron for this indeed binds the soul the other only the body he therefore that released souls that were bound, shall not he have power to release his own body? He that could burst asunder the bonds of evil spirits, shall he not unloose a rivet of iron? He that by his very garments unloosed those prisoners, and released them from the spell of devils, shall not he of himself set himself at liberty? For this was he first bound himself, and then loosed the prisoners that thou mightest understand that christ's servants in bonds possess a power far greater than they that are at liberty had one who was at liberty wrought this then had it not been so marvellous so then the chain was not a token of weakness but rather of a greater power and thus is the saint's might more illustriously displayed when even though in bonds he overpowers them that are at liberty, when he that is in bonds sets not only himself at liberty, but them that are in bonds also. Where is the use of walls? What the advantage of thrusting him into the inner prison, whereas he opened the outer also? And why, too, was it done in the night? And why with an earthquake? Oh, bear with me a little, and give me leave while I refrain from the Apostle's words, and revel in the Apostle's deeds, and banquet on Paul's chain. Grant me still longer to dwell upon it. I have laid hold on that chain, and no one shall part me from it. More securely at this moment am I bound by affection, 
than he was then in the stocks this is a bond which no one can loose for it is formed of the love of christ this neither the angels no nor the kingdom of heaven has power to unloose may we hear paul's own words neither angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord now then why did the event take place at midnight and wherefore too with an earthquake hearken and marvel at the providential orderings of god every one's bands were loosed and the doors were opened and yet was this done only for the jailer's sake not with a view to display but with a view to his salvation for that the prisoners knew not that they were loosed is evident from paul's exclamation for what said he he cried with a loud voice saying do thyself no harm for we are all here but never would they all have been within had they seen the doors opened and themselves set at liberty they who were used to cut through walls and to scale roofs and parapets and to venture on all sorts of attempts in chains never would have endured to remain within with their bands loosed and the doors opened with the jailer himself asleep no but the bond of sleep was to them instead of the bonds of iron so that the thing took place and yet no damage ensued from the miracle to the jailer who was to be saved and besides this too they that are bound are bound most securely in the night not in the day and so accordingly might we behold them bound again with all care and sleeping but had these things been done in the daytime there would have been great stir and tumult then again wherefore was the building shaken it was to arouse the jailer to behold what was done for he alone was worthy of being saved and do thou too behold i pray the exceeding greatness of the grace of christ for well were it in the midst of paul's bonds to make mention also of the grace of god nay indeed the very bonds themselves are of the gift and grace of god some indeed there are who complain why was the jailer saved and from those very circumstances for which they ought to admire the loving-kindness of god they find fault with it nor is it anything to be wondered at such are those sickly persons that find fault even with the food that nourishes them which they ought to prize and to affirm that honey is bitter and those dim-sighted persons who are darkened by the very thing which ought to enlighten them not that these effects arise from the nature of the objects themselves but from the weakness of the persons who are unable to use them properly what however was i saying when they ought to be admiring god's loving-kindness in that he took a man who had fallen into the most desperate wickedness and was making him better they find fault why how was it that he did not take the thing to be the work of witchcraft and of sorcery and confine them the more closely and cry out many things conspired to prevent this first 
that he heard them singing praises to god and sorcerers never would have been singing such hymns as those for he heard them it is said singing praises unto god secondly the fact that they themselves did not take flight but even withheld him from killing himself now had they done it for their own sake they never would have remained still within they would themselves have escaped first of all great again was their kindness also they withheld the man from killing himself even him who had bound them thus all but saying unto him truly thou didst bind us with all safety and most cruelly that thou thyself mightest be loosed from the most cruel of all bonds for every one is shackled with the chains of his own sins and those bonds are accursed whereas these for christ's sake are blessed and worth many an earnest prayer for that these bonds can loose those other bonds of sin he showed to us by things which are matters of sense didst thou behold them released who had been bound with iron thou shalt see thyself also delivered from other galling bonds these bonds the prisoners bonds not those of paul i mean are the effect of those other bonds the bonds of sin they who were confined within were doubly prisoners and the jailer himself was a prisoner they indeed were bound both with iron and with sins he with sins only them did paul loose to assure the faith of him for the chains which he loosed were visible and thus too did christ himself but rather in the inverse order in that instance there was a double palsy what was it there was that of the soul by sins and also that of the body what then did the lord do son saith he be of good cheer thy sins are forgiven he first loosed the bonds of the real and true palsy and then proceeds to the other for when certain of the scribes said within themselves this man blasphemeth jesus knowing their thoughts said wherefore think ye evil in your hearts for whether is easier to say thy sins are forgiven or to say arise and walk but that ye may know that the son of man hath power on earth to forgive sins then saith he to the sick of the palsy arise and take up thy bed and go unto thy house having wrought the invisible miracle he confirmed it by the visible the spiritual by the bodily cure and why did he do thus that it might be fulfilled which is spoken out of thine own mouth will i judge thee thou wicked servant for what said they none can forgive sins but god alone of course therefore no angel nor archangel nor any other created power this ye have yourselves confessed and what then ought to be said if i shall be shown to have forgiven sins it is fully evident that i am god however he said it not thus but what said he but that ye may know that the son of man hath power on earth to forgive sins then saith he to the sick of the palsy arise and take up thy bed and go unto thy house when therefore he would say 
i work the more difficult miracle it is plain that there is no pretext left you no room for gainsaying about the easier one hence it was that he wrought the invisible miracle first because there were many gainsayers and then he led them from the invisible to the visible itself surely then the faith of the jailer was no light or hasty faith he saw the prisoners and he saw nothing he heard nothing wrong he saw that nothing was done by sorcery for they were singing hymns unto god he saw that everything done proceeded from overflowing kindness for they did not avenge themselves against him although they had it in their power for it was in their power to rescue both themselves and the prisoners and escape and if not the prisoners at all events themselves but they did not do this thus did they challenge his reverence not only by the miracle but also by their behaviour for how did paul cry out he cried with a loud voice saying do thyself no harm for we are all here thou seest at once his freedom from vainglory and arrogance and his fellow-feeling he said not it is for us these wonders have been wrought but as though he were merely one of the prisoners he said for we are all here even though they had not before this loosed themselves nor had done so by means of the miracle still they might have been silent and have set all that were bound at liberty for had they held their peace and had they not with their loud crying stayed his hand he would have thrust the sword through his throat wherefore also paul cried out because he had been cast into the inner ward as though he had said to thine own injury hast thou done this that thou hast thrust in so far those that could deliver thee from danger however they imitated not the treatment they had received at his hands though had he died all would have escaped thou seest that they chose rather to remain in bonds than to suffer him to perish hence too might he reason within himself had they been sorcerers doubtless they would have set the others at liberty and have released themselves from their bonds for it is likely that many such had also been imprisoned he was the more amazed in that having often received sorcerers in charge he had yet witnessed nothing done like this a sorcerer never would have shaken the foundations so as to startle the jailer from sleep and thus render his own escape more difficult now however let us proceed to look at the jailer's faith and saith the scripture he called for lights and sprang in and trembling for fear fell down before paul and silas and brought them out and said sirs what must i do to be saved he grasped fire and sword and cried sirs what must i do to be saved and they said believe on the lord jesus christ and thou shalt be saved thou and thy house this is not the act of sorcerers he would say to deliver a doctrine like this no mention anywhere here of an evil spirit thou seest how worthy he was to be saved for when he beheld the miracle and was relieved from his terror 
he did not forget what most concerned him but even in the midst of so great peril he was solicitous about that salvation which concerned his soul and came before them in such a manner as it was meet to come before teachers he fell down at their feet and they spake it continues the word of the lord unto him with all that were in his house and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized he and all his immediately observe the fervency of the man he did not delay he did not say let day come let us see let us look about us but with great fervency he was both himself baptized and all his house yes not like most men nowadays who suffer both servants and wives and children to go unbaptized be ye i beseech you like the jailer i say not in authority but in purpose for what is the benefit of authority where purpose is weak the savage one the inhuman one who lived in the practice of unnumbered wrongs and made this his constant study has become all at once so humane so tenderly attentive he washed it is said their stripes and mark on the other hand the fervency of paul also bound scourged thus he preached the gospel oh that blessed chain with how great travail did it travail that night what children did it bring forth yea of them too may he say whom i have begotten in my bonds mark thou how he glories and will have the children thus begotten to be on that account the more illustrious mark thou how transcendent is the glory of those bonds in that they give lustre not only to him that wore them but also to them who were on that occasion begotten by him they have some advantage who were begotten in paul's bonds i say not in respect of grace for grace is one and the same nor in respect of remission for remission is one and the same to all but in that they are thus from the very outset taught to rejoice and to glory in such things the same hour of the night it is said he took them and washed their stripes and was baptized and now then behold the fruit he straightway recompensed them with his carnal things he brought them up into his house and set meat before them and rejoiced greatly with all his house having believed in god for what was he not ready to do now that by the opening of the prison doors heaven itself was open to him he washed his teacher he set food before him and rejoiced paul's chain entered into the prison and transformed all things there into a church it drew in its train the body of christ it prepared the spiritual feast and travailed with that birth at which angels rejoice and was it without reason then that i said that the prison was more glorious than heaven for it became a source of joy there yes if there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repenteth if where two or three are gathered together in his name there is christ in the midst of them 
how much more where paul and silas and the jailer and all his house were and faith so earnest is theirs observe the intense earnestness of their faith but this prison has reminded me of another prison and what then is that it is that where peter was not however that anything like this took place there no he was delivered to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him and he sang not he watched not but he slept neither again had he been scourged and yet was the peril greater for in the case before us indeed the end was accomplished and the prisoners paul and silas had undergone their punishment but in this case it was yet to come so that though there were no stripes to torture him yet was there the anticipation of the future to distress him and mark too the miracle there behold an angel of the lord it is related stood by him and a light shined in the cell and he smote peter on the side and awoke him saying rise up quickly and his chains fell off from his hands in order that he might not imagine the transaction to be the work of the light alone he also struck peter now no one saw the light save himself only and he thought it was a vision so insensible are they that are asleep to the mercies of god and the angel it proceeds said unto him gird thyself and bind on thy sandals and he did so and he saith unto him cast thy garment about thee and follow me and he went out and followed and he wist not that it was true which was done by the angel but thought he saw a vision and when they were past the first and the second ward they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city which opened to them of his own accord and they went out and passed on through one street and straightway the angel departed from him why was not the same thing done here as was done in the case of paul and silas because in that case they were intending to release them on that account god willed not that they should be released in this manner whereas in blessed peter's case they were intending to lead him forth to execution but what then would it not have been far more marvellous some one may say had he been led forth and delivered over into the king's hands and then had been snatched away from the very midst of his imminent peril and sustained no harm for thus moreover neither had the soldiers perished great is the question which has been raised upon this matter what did god it is said save his own servant with the punishment of others with the destruction of others now in the first place it was not with the destruction of others for this did not arise from the ordering of providence but arose from the cruelty of the judge how so god had so providentially ordered it as that not only these men need not perish but moreover that even he the judge should have been saved just as in this case of the jailer but he did not use the boon aright now as soon as it was day it continues 
there was no small stir among the soldiers what was become of peter and what then herod makes strict inquiry into the matter and he examined the guards it is related and commanded that they should be put to death now indeed had he not examined them there might have been some excuse for executing them whereas as it is he had them brought before him he examined them he found that peter had been bound that the prison had been well secured that the keepers were before the doors no wall had been broken through no door had been opened nor was there any other evidence whatever of false dealing he ought upon this to have been awed by the power of god which had snatched peter from the very midst of perils and to have adored him who was able to do such mighty works but on the contrary he ordered those men off to execution how then in this case is god the cause had he indeed caused the wall to be broken through and thus had extricated peter possibly the deed might have been put to the account of their negligence but if he so providentially ordered it as that the matter should be known to be the work not of the evil agency of man but of the miraculous agency of god why did herod act thus for had peter intended to flee he would have fled as he was with his chains on had he intended to fly in his confusion he never would have had so great forethought as to take even his sandals but he would have left them whereas as it is the object of the angel saying unto him bind on thy sandals was that they might know that he had done the thing not in the act of flight but with full leisure for bound as he was and fixed between the two soldiers he never would have found sufficient time to unbind the chains also and especially as he too like paul was in the inner ward thus then was the punishment of the keepers owing to the unrighteousness of the judge for why did not the jews act in the same way for now again i am reminded of yet another prison the first was that at rome next was this at caesarea now we come to that at jerusalem when then the chief priests and the pharisees heard from those whom they had sent to the prison to bring peter out that they found no man within but both doors closed and the keepers standing at the doors why was it that they not only did not put the keepers to death but so far from it they were much perplexed concerning them whereunto this would grow now if the jews murderous as they were in their designs against them yet entertain not a thought of this kind much more shouldest not thou who didst everything to please those jews for this unrighteous sentence vengeance quickly overtook herod but now if any complain of this then complain too about those who were killed on the highway and about the ten thousand others who are unjustly put to death and further of the infants also that were slaughtered at the time of christ's birth for christ also according to what thou allegest was the cause of their deaths but it was not christ 
but rather the madness and tyranny of herod's father dost thou ask why then did he not snatch him out of herod's hands true he might have done so but there would have been nothing gained by so doing how many times at least did christ escape even from the grasp of their hands and yet what good did this do to that unfeeling people whereas here there is even much profit arising to the faithful from what was done for as there were records made and the enemies themselves bore testimony to the facts the testimony was above suspicion as therefore in that instance the mouths of the enemies were stopped in no other way whatever but only by the persons who came acknowledging the facts so was it also here for why did the jailer here do nothing like what herod did nay and the things which herod witnessed were not at all less wonderful than those which this man witnessed so far as wonder goes it is no less wonderful to be assured that a prisoner came out when the doors were closed than it is to behold them set open indeed this last might rather have seemed to be perhaps a vision of the imagination the other never could when exactly and circumstantially reported so that had this man been as wicked as herod he would have slain paul as herod did the soldiers but such he was not if any one should ask why was it that god permitted the children also to be murdered i should fall probably into a longer discourse than was originally intended to be addressed to you at this point however let us terminate our discourse with many thanks to paul's chain for that it has been made to us the source of so many blessings and exhorting you should ye have to suffer anything for christ's sake not only not to repine but to rejoice as the apostles did yea and to glory as paul said most gladly therefore will i rather glory in my infirmities for because of this it was that he heard also those words my grace is sufficient for thee paul glories in bonds and dost thou pride thyself in riches the apostles rejoiced that they were counted worthy to be scourged and dost thou seek for ease and self-indulgence on what ground then dost thou wish to attain the same end as they if here on earth thou art travelling the contrary road from them and now saith paul i go bound in the spirit unto jerusalem not knowing the things that shall befall me there save that the holy ghost testifieth unto me in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide me and why then dost thou set out if bonds and afflictions abide thee for this very reason saith he that i may be bound for christ's sake that i may die for his sake for i am ready not to be bound only but also to die for the name of the lord jesus end of homily eight part one